Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it went and he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM WFAN. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Monday, the 13th day of November. And it isn't a pretty football day around here. Jets lost. I told you I worried about that game, and that wasn't pretty either. It was an ugly mess, but uh, be that as it may, it was nothing compared to what we saw later on. And, you know, last week we spent a lot of time talking about all different things, about losing locker rooms and about what was real and what was fake and anonymous quotes and finding out who said it. And I made the statement on Friday that the Giants should go be Dick Butkus, not Dick Tracy, and forget about who did it and go out and show us that there is some support for this coach. And what we saw from really the jump of that game because they were playing a team that you have to understand how badly that team was playing. That team was 0-9. That team had been outscored 99-30 to in its last three games. They had been inept. They had led for less than three minutes on the clock in the season. They had averaged 4.9 points in the first half of games this year and had been completing 30% of their third down conversions. And my driver, Julio, is the biggest Niner fan in the world. He is sick. He doesn't, he, he charts the team and gets news on the team every day of the year. Okay? He is fanatical about it. And he even said to me all week, the Giants can't lose to my team. They're so beat up and so bad, it just can't happen. They cannot lose. And instead, they were blown out. By that bunch. They made a team that has not done anything all year. Not look good. Look overpowering at times. And for the head coach in his bewildered look. And more you watch him on the sideline. You get this idea that it's just, you know, it's earth to coach. 
I mean, what is he watching? How does he just go back and forth and just sit there and just stare out at this and then come on in the press conference? And if he gave me one more, I got to look at the tape, I was going to, you know, jump through the screen and grab him. I mean, I couldn't take it anymore. But forget that. What we watched was a defense that was so out of sync yesterday, it seemed that every defense they called was exactly the wrong defense to call for the, for the moment. It seemed like they had to jump on them every single play. It was almost like Shanahan knew what was coming. He, they looked like a well-oiled machine. Those looked like the Walsh Niners. Those didn't look like the Niners of today who can't beat anybody and who didn't know if they would win a game this year, thought this was their best opportunity from what they were looking at, and they were right. But this wasn't a game that went down to the wire and the Giants let a game slip away. This was a game where the Giants were blown out. They were down 18 points. They were dominated in the second half of this game. And explain to me, explain to me how Jenkins was allowed to be on that field for the entire game. He should have been taken off by his face mask at a certain point. You know what? Today, I don't want to hear from Jenkins anymore. I just would tell you, show him the door. If that's your football player, if that's what you think a giant football player, a giant defender looks like, then you know what? Time to close up the whole shop because that guy is a disgrace to the uniform, a disgrace because what you saw yesterday and for that coaching staff and that head coach to let that guy stay on the field and play like that the whole game is an utter disgrace and is grounds for him to hit the pavement. I don't believe in firing coaches in season. It's a worthless practice unless you get to the point where you just can't look at the coach anymore. Or he's just such a negative and such a downer that he just brings everybody down. And I think we're reaching that point. I think as a Giant fan, you don't want to see this anymore. You don't want to look at it anymore. And for the idea that he could stand there and say he's not embarrassed. Just got to get back to work. Just got to get the tape and correct a couple of things. What are you talking about? Hello, anybody home? You're not embarrassed by that? Then what the hell would embarrass you? You're not in. These are the New York Giants. This isn't some ragtag bunch. This is the football Giants, and you're not embarrassed by that? I was embarrassed for you watching it. I guarantee you Giant fans were embarrassed. I guarantee you the owner was embarrassed. And if he wasn't, you know what? I got to take his pulse. They gave him 50 points at home for the first time since 1964. Talked all week about how it was fake news. Tried to embarrass that reporter who was dead on with everything she said. Everything she said. And you saw her last night. Her quote was that the guy came back and said, see, I warned you. Whoever gave her the thing was right on. He had the team pegged. And I don't want to hear from Casillas, his effort I question. I don't want to hear from Collins. I don't want to hear from anybody on that defense. The smartest guy with snacks getting a caught and getting out of there. And you come into the, to the press conference... And you chafe at a question about your job? Hey, wake up! 
You're lucky they didn't leave you on the tarmac. What a disgrace. Giant football. And listen, I don't want to hear about Spags. Spags is responsible for that mess. They're quitting on him, too. They're not just quitting on the head coach. They're quitting on all the coaches. And they're quitting on themselves. And if you think you need players like Jenkins on the Giants, then think again. Were there guys who tried yesterday? Yeah. I think Vernon tried. There were guys on offense. I think most of the offense tried. That's the sad part with the offense. They are trying. Problem is only about four of them can play. They were trying. And they were getting nowhere in the second half. And I can't explain what Eli did on that play. That was one of the worst-looking plays in the history of football. I think, I think, and we'll talk to him later, that he was trying to pass it, is what I thought. Trying to, he just lost the handle as he was getting ready to kind of sidearm it. It's the only thing I could think, because all you had to do was wrap up and kick a field goal. But how many times has Eli got to get hit cold where nobody even touches the guy? You know, he must see those, he must see those open rushes in his sleep. And that was a quarterback who had set an NFL record for being hit. Bethard was a quarterback who had set an NFL record for being hit in his first five starts more than any quarterback in the history of football. He had been sacked 14 times in his last three games. He could have played in a tuxedo yesterday. Third and long? No, who cares? Third down? Nothing. Third downs, 8 for 12, 40 yards, 80 yards, 50 yards, 30 yards, no tackles. No tackles, backing off tackles. I love the touchdown run by Bethard as the giant linemen were dropping into the end zone. That was a great one. There's one you want to keep for, for posterity. The giant linemen were backing up as he was running into the end zone. And then the coach has the goal or the just, uh, really, I'm telling you, I'm at a loss with this guy now. To step into a room and when asked a legitimate question about Jenkins, what did you think of Jenkins' performance? Did you think of taking him out of the game? Um, I have to see the tape. Where were you? You didn't see him yesterday? What are you doing during the game? You see anything? Notice anything? Anything grab you fancy? Anything you noticed about your team yesterday? Well, I just got to get the take, correct a couple things. They got to correct something, and fast. And listen, after that game, and I don't know what John Mara is going to do right now, I think the fact that the herd is trying to fire the coach will probably make him not even think of doing that right now. But the only reason you do that at this point, because this season's deader than dead, and their future is deader than dead with that staff, it's time to clean house. We all know that. That's not even a discussion point anymore. The question now is when, not if. But to do it, it really serves no purpose. You're not going to put somebody else in the head coach's job, off the staff, and have this thing miraculously turn around. It's not going to happen. Because you got guys now who don't want to play there. And you got guys now who don't want to play 
either don't want to play the system or don't want to play there or whatever the situation. It has gotten, it's not even ugly now. It's not even sad now. It is rancid. You can't cover tight ends who stink. What are you going to do when Travis Kelsey comes in your building? And those guys will dance. You want? I want to see this. I want to see this group with that attitude chasing Smith and Hill and Kelsey all over the field this Sunday. That should be a picnic in their building. Seats available. Four home games left. Are we kidding? The amazing thing is when I finished with this game yesterday and waited forever to see his press conference, I said to myself, they have seven games left. Seven games. Who could take seven more games? No one could take seven more games of this. No one could watch nor look at or observe seven. Well, Paul Dettino probably could. But, I mean, that's basically it. Seven more games of this garbage? Of watching guys not even try on defense? To watching them make a defense that did not punt until the fourth quarter? And I watched the Denver pregame, and Denver, guys who have won Super Bowls, said, we were embarrassed in Philly last week. We apologized to our fans. What's going on? What's this coach thinking? I'm not embarrassed. The question, that the follow-up, it begs to be asked. I got to ask a coach, what would embarrass you if you're not embarrassed by what you've seen the last two weeks? Getting run out of your own building and giving up 50 points or going out and playing an 0-9 team that is so bad, they're afraid to put their future quarterback in because they think he's going to get killed, and they go and make the Giants look like a bunch of bums, and they roll over them. Because there was one team out there that cared yesterday. One. The one coached by the coach with a future. The other coach... Dead man walking. The only question is when. Back after this. 